so glad that you could join us tonight. I would like to announce that for those who are on listening to this message on podcast, this is a live teleconference meeting. So there are people who are still dialing in from around the country. And we will start the message in about three minutes so as to give them a chance to get here. And for those who have joined us by podcast, if you want to be on this meeting live, you can join Freedom's Way on these teleconference meetings each Monday night and Friday evening at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You would dial area code 605-475-2090 and enter your access code 373-363-POUND. Or if you want more information or if you'd like to support our ministry, you can go to www.freedomswayministries.com for information. So welcome. If you'd like to let me know you're here, you can announce yourself before I mute your telephones. Hey, Vicki, Alicia here. Hi, Alicia. So glad. Hey, good evening. Great for you to be here. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. I'm excited to be here. Who else would like to say hello? Howdy, hey. It's Ricky. Hi, Rick. Thank you so much for being here. You bet. We're glad to be back from our trip. Hello. Welcome. Hello, sis. Hello there. Hi, Mitch. Welcome. Hey there. How's everybody tonight on this beautiful evening? We are blessed with the Lord. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, ma'am. Anybody else want to say hello? Praise the Lord forever. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to go ahead with... Yes, hello. Who said hello? Larry. Larry. God bless you. So glad to hear from you. I am going to go ahead and mute your telephone, and um, Pastor Phil will get us started tonight. Well, good evening. My name is Phil Burdett. I'm here with my wife, Vicki. We are Freedom's Way Ministries. Our mission is to help you discover your true identity in Christ as you were created to be. 
So we just thank you for being with us. Our teaching tonight is on the who, what, why, when, why, and how of faith, 101. So I'm going to go ahead and get a, pray us in, get us started. You sit back, relax, and God bless you as you hear. Father, we just thank you for this time in your word tonight. We thank you that this is your word going forth. We thank you that you anoint your word. So we just anoint, we just loose the anointing of God on this word that ministers to the hearers, ministers growth, healing, and deliverance. And we thank you, Lord, that your hand is on it. Your hand is on our lives. We are appreciative people. So we give you all the honor and all the glory. And we turn aside any assignment from hell that would interfere or try to blunt the power of God that is being taught to God's people. And we turn that aside in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, that you have this, and we plead your blood over everything said that it seals in our heart to your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, honey. If you all have just joined us, this is actually part four, and you can listen to the others on Spotify or Anchor Podcast. And if you have joined us, we're exploring many of the dimensions and aspects of faith toward God, which is an absolutely huge subject. And what we are discovering has really blessed us. It has blessed the listeners, and I'm sure it will bless you tonight. So as promised, we're going to delve into faith as a spiritual force. Now, we've already said that faith is a force in the spirit realm and that it is enforceable in the natural realm. You and I, as true believers, are the enforcers of faith. So I'm not going to try to review everything we've learned so far, but uh, we may repeat some of the things that you've heard before, which is a good thing, since we all need to hear something more than once to really get it. One of the major truths that was presented to you last week that we definitely need to repeat is the explanation of the measure of faith. The measure of faith in a believer is not the size of a mustard seed, folks. It is the size of the universe. It is as big and powerful as the resurrection. We are raised with Christ. We are seated with Christ. We are in Christ. Christ is in us. Jesus is the better thing that is spoken of in Hebrews 11, that great faith chapter which names so many in the Faith Hall of Fame. We have more faith than all the greatest men and women of faith we've ever read about or know because we have the Lord living in us, working through us. He, Jesus Christ, is the measure of faith that we have received. That's huge. And that is a huge force in the spirit. 
So let's jump right, right in with the first truth to look at. Faith is not a product of reason. Just like you can't talk someone out of fear, you can't talk someone into faith. We might be able to hear, to help build your faith toward God through testimonies of healings and miracles, but we can't convince you to believe by reasoning with you. <laughs> faith, faith is not a product of reason. It is a product of the recreated spirit. Faith doesn't come out of the mind, it comes out of the spirit. In Mark 11, we can see that reasoning does not give us an answer about the things of God. Mark 11, verses 27 to 33. And they came again to Jerusalem as he was walking in the temple. There came to him the chief priests and scribes and the elders. And said unto him, By what authority do you do these things? And who gave you this authority to do these things? And Jesus answered and said to them, I will ask you one question and answer me and will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John, was it from heaven or of men? Answer me. And they reasoned with themselves, saying, If we shall say from heaven, he will say, why then did you not believe them? Or if we shall say of men, they feared the people, for all men counted John that he was a prophet indeed. And they answered and said to Jesus, we cannot tell. And Jesus answering said unto them, neither do I tell you, but by what authority I do these things. (laughs) Answer me this. So in this passage, the religious men of the day, they came to Jesus in an attempt to discredit him in some way. This is like their mission in life. Who do you think you are? What right do you have? We don't remember giving you permission to do stuff around here. Rather than answering their questions, Jesus answered them with a question, and this set their minds to reasoning. What can we say? No matter what we say, we're going to look bad. Reasoning in their minds could not give them a suitable answer. We cannot tell. And it is true throughout time. Our reasoning will almost always factor in not only the things we think we know and have experienced, but also it will factor in what other people might think or how we think they may react to us. I have said many times, we spend way too much time thinking about what other people might be thinking about what we're thinking about. (laughs) Amen. If the religious-minded people had faith in God, they could could have clearly seen the authority of Jesus as God-given. 
his acts as God-guided, and his life as God-ordained. There would have been no need to question him. Because they questioned his authority, Jesus knew they were not in faith and would not accept a true answer to their question, so he eliminated the need to answer it by asking them something he knew they were unable to answer. Wow. In other places in Scripture, Jesus points out that our thinking is flawed. We cannot figure out the things of God by our reasoning. In Mark eight fourteen through 17, says the following, Now the disciples had forgotten to take bread, neither had they in the ship with them more than one loaf. And he charged them, saying, Take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the leaven of Herod. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It's because we have no bread. And when and Jesus knew it, he said to them, Why are you reasoning? Because you have no bread. Don't you perceive yet nor understand? Is your heart still hardened? Wow. In these verses, the disciples are trying to figure out why Jesus gave them a warning about the Pharisees and about Herod, which represents religion and the world, by the way. You know, in our minds, we think in terms of what we see and understand about the natural world. And in this passage, Jesus says understanding his words is not a matter of reasoning in the mind. It's a matter of perceiving in the spirit. It isn't the mind that matters. It's the heart. I will say that again. It is not the mind that matters. It is the heart. Faith in their hearts would have given them the meaning of what Jesus had said to them. But because they reasoned, Jesus asked them this, is your heart still hardened? I think that's extremely interesting. When we forsake faith, when we forsake faith for what we can reason out, it leads us to hard-heartedness. We're not saying that reasoning is a bad thing. Please, hear our hearts here. God gave us minds. He gave us the ability to reason. However, when it comes to his ways and his thoughts, our reasoning cannot come close. In the book of Job, there are several references to Job seeking to reason things out. Why is this happening? Why is that happening? And to reason with God. But he finally concludes in Job 37 and verse 23, this very valuable scripture. Touching the Almighty, we cannot find him out. Amen. And this is perhaps 
the main concept to come to grips with. To use the force of faith, we must give up what we think we know and simply trust God. In Isaiah, when God said, come now, let us reason together, the translation for reason together is decide. It is derived from the primary root to be right. God is saying we need to decide on what is right and true, which is his word spoken in faith. So let's look at this verse. And that is in Isaiah 1 and 18. Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. So God says, let's get together so you can see what's right and decide to believe. In the concept of the passage, the Lord has just finished saying that the sacrifices of the people, they're trying to figure out a way to be saved, was an abomination to him. God told Israel, I'm making the way for you to be clean. You can't do it, and you can't figure it out. But you can decide to believe it. The faith we use to receive Jesus as our Savior creates a force in the spirit realm which transforms us from death to life. Thank you, Lord. Reasoning with God must always be on and in his word, moving through our hearts and out of our mouth. It is the recreated spirit which produces faith, not our reasoning. Amen. Amen. I, I want to make a little comment here. When, you know, people say, well, you're supposed to reason with God because it says let us reason together, this scripture that Phil just read. But we have to know what that means because if it meant reasoning the way that you and I go about reasoning things, we'd be in big trouble. So I'm glad that we were able to give you that translation as see what's right and decide to believe. That's what God's reasoning is. One of the most important things we can do, just as we have mentioned, is to center our lives in God's word, putting it first, meditating on it, acting on it. Add prayer in the spirit, your own personal prayer language, and you can fully activate the force of faith. When our hearts are not filled with the word, the force of faith is not evident. Our confessions will only be mental ascension, and they may sustain us temporarily, but soon they will fail. Because mental confession without heart belief has no force in the spirit. But when our words are faith-filled from the heart, they dominate the law of death and the forces of Satan. Romans 8 verse 2 
for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Amen. Amen. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is the same as the law of faith and the law of love. It's all the same law. We can and we must refuse to bow our confessions to death's laws. Faith-filled words dominate hell and destroy death. I'll even say that again. Faith-filled words dominate hell and destroy death, and they always have. One of my favorite examples of this is the three men who were thrown into the fiery furnace. The king wanted them to compromise their faith and worship him rather than worshiping God. And this is a powerful passage in Dan chapter 3, verses 16 to 18. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto you, O king, that we will not serve your gods nor worship the golden image which you have set up. We are not careful to answer you, king, they said. We don't even have to think about it. If it be so, if you throw us into the oven, our God is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will. But if not, if you do not throw us in, we still won't serve other gods or bow to your image. I hope you got that because I am convinced that is what this passage says. It doesn't say if God doesn't save us. It says if you don't throw us in. If you throw us in, God's going to save us. He's able and he will. But if you don't, we're still not going to serve you. There was no compromise of faith in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Their words went up to heaven and returned in force. The faith-filled confession of these men put a demand on heaven. And Jesus Christ himself stepped in and showed himself to Nebuchadnezzar in the fire with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Back to the book of Daniel in chapter 3, continuing, verse 24 and 25. Then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, was astonished and rose up in haste and spoke and said to his counselors, Didn't we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men 
loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Their unbending, unyielding, unstaggering faith put a demand on heaven and destroyed hell. They knew their God. They did not compromise. We all need to know that whatever we compromise to keep, we will surely lose. I will say it again. Whatever we compromise to keep, we will surely lose. The force of faith cannot work in the face of compromise. There is no plan B with God. His yes is yes, his no is no, and ours should be the same. Amen. So let's connect a few scriptures and just see how this force of faith works. Remember, the foundation of it all is love. Faith works by love. So now for the connecting. (laughs) Ephesians 2.10. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. Colossians 1, verses 12 through 13, giving thanks to the Father, which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. First of all, we are created in Christ, in Christ. Now think about that for a moment. When Jesus Christ was born into the world, you and I were already a part of him. He knew all about each and every one of us. We were then and are now in him. We know that whatever God turns his hand to prospers. The verse in Ephesians, which we just read, calls us his workmanship. Each one of us is uniquely crafted by God, and we are in Christ. In Isaiah 19, God says Assyria is the work of his hands. Well, we looked up Assyria and found this, in the sense of successful, and the root means to be straight, to be level, right, happy, to go forward, be honest, prosper. So we can conclude that as God's workmanship, we are created to be straight, level, right, and happy, and to go forward and prosper in honesty. Oh, hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) That's good news. I think I've just, you have just preached me happy. (laughs) The next verses, those we read in Colossians, tell us we are partakers of the inheritance 
that we are delivered from the power of darkness and that an exchange has been made wherein we are now in the kingdom of Jesus Christ, the anointed one and his anointing. We are in the anointed one and his anointing. Think about it. That means we are in the spirit realm with Christ and his angels and therefore have an intimate connection to the force of faith which dominates and destroys Satan and his demons in the natural world. Faith is the force. We are the enforcers in Christ Jesus. Matthew 18, verse 18 to 20. Verily I say unto you, Jesus is speaking, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again I say to you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. In my name doesn't mean you tack on in Jesus' name at the end of your prayer. It means you're standing in his character. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. The force of faith worked in love by our confessions as the voice of God, activates the angels. According to the word, angels are under our authority. They are on standby, ready to work for us in our profession of faith. Speaking the truth of God's word controls angelic powers. Hebrews 1.13 but to which of the angels said he at any time, sit on my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool? Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? <clears throat> Get that one. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Thank you, Lord. Psalm 103 and 20. Bless the Lord, you his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Wow. Use his word. Amen. 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 Angels respond. Angels excel in strength. They work the commandments of God. They hearken, which means they listen in order to obey. They hearken to his word. When we speak that word, they are released on our behalf. Don't have strength for the assignment? Angels do. And they are waiting to fight in the spirit on our behalf. As we lift our voices in the truth of God and not in the 
facts of worldly circumstances, Jesus, as the high priest of our confession, intercedes for us. Now, this doesn't mean he prays on our behalf. It means he identifies us to his angels. Yep, he's one of ours. Yes, she's in the family. I mean, let's think about this intercession of Jesus, shall we? I mean, he's right there with the Father. You think he has to bow before the Father and say, oh, Dad, would you please, you know, let me just pray to you here? No, intercession, he is interceding by identifying us to the angels and verifying that we are his. Luke chapter 12, verse 8 and 9. Jesus is speaking. Also, I say unto you, whosoever shall confess me before men, him shall the Son of Man also confess before the angels of God. He's identifying us. But he that denies me before men, shall be denied before the angels of God. You know, we can call on angels all day long, but unless we're in Christ and speaking God's word, they are not going to be released to work for us or to minister to us. Jesus is the one who identifies us to them. If we deny him, which to me that means if we oppose his word, or we contradict his lordship over all things, then he denies us to the angels, and they stay put. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Amen. If we are not enjoying the reality of the truth of God's word, then perhaps our confession has us bound. When we are afraid to act or confess before we see the manifestation, then we are in doubt and not in faith. Remember, we cannot be in fear and in faith at the same time. Doubt is a form of fear. So many times we pray for someone and then negate the words we spoke by overriding them with a statement of doubt. Well, for example, we went to the hospital and prayed for old Joe today, but he sure doesn't look good. I don't think he's going to make it. (laughs) That kind of confession will not activate the force of faith in the spirit, which will release the angels to work and change the situation in the natural. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, you know, (laughs) pardon me. Don't be um, saying a prayer and then contradicting your your own prayer. It's time to give you some practical, the practical part of this message. There are five confessions that we need to make and we need to hold on to without staggering at the promise. 
So, Hebrews 10, verse 23 says, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. So what are these five confessions? First of all, we need to confess the absolute lordship of Jesus Christ. Jesus is Lord over all. Jesus is Lord over Satan. Through us, as we confess Jesus in us, his words and his name, which is his character. Jesus is either Lord of all or he isn't Lord at all. Philippians 2, verse 9 to 11. Wherefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Next, we need to confess that we do not have a care. Amen. This is because we completely trust the Lord, and we also realize we can't take care of ourselves anyway. Amen, again. <laughs> Our lives are totally in his hand. Knowing and admitting that we can't, that we can't, frees us of a lot of pride. One Peter five six through seven says, "Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon Him, for He cares for you." Amen. Amen. You know, one of the things that I don't say anymore to people is take care. Yeah, because, I mean, the word clearly says, don't have a care. Cast all your care on him. So a lot of times, even today, I was leaving this one place today, and somebody said, well, take care. I said, I will take it and leave it at the cross. Amen. Our third confession is that we have no lack. There is no want in our lives because the Lord is our shepherd and he takes care of us. Not because of anything we do, but simply because he loves us. He loves us. This confession frees us of poverty, mentality, and self-pity. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. Psalm 23, live in that psalm. I did a whole series on it. 
the good shepherd. It's a psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Have no lack. Next, we need to confess that every single sin, sickness, disease, sorrow, and grief was laid on Jesus Christ so that we do not have to endure them. All God's wrath on sin was poured out on Jesus Christ. We could not possibly take the punishment for our sins and iniquities, and so Jesus took it for us. All the infirmities, illnesses, infections, afflictions, physical malfunctions, those known and those not yet discovered, were absorbed by Jesus Christ. This confession frees us of health issues, self-condemnation, and guilt. Hallelujah. Make a decision to trust him today. Isaiah 53, 3 and 6 says, or three through six says, he is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Finally. We need to confess who Christ is and who we are in Christ. Agree with God that Jesus Christ is in us. We are in him, and who he is, we are. This brings us back to the first order of faith, to agree with God in what he says about us. 1 Corinthians 1, 30-31, But of him are you in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that according as it is written, he that glories, let him glory in the Lord. Jesus Christ is our all in all. He is our wisdom, our righteousness, our sanctification, and our redemption. The word says there is a glory of man and a glory of God. The glory of man is nothing without him. Lord, we declare tonight that all our glory is in you. We glory in the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Before I pray, I am going to go over these five things again in case you missed writing one down so that you will have these five confessions before your eyes to to make these confessions as often as you need to. 
First of all, confess the absolute lordship of Jesus Christ. He is Lord over all, the name above all names. Secondly, confess that you don't have a care. Because the Lord has your life in his hand. And we're to cast all our cares on him. The third, we have no lack. There is no want in our lives. Because the Lord is our shepherd. He provides for us because he loves us. Hallelujah. Fourth, confess every single sin, sickness, disease, sorrow, and grief was taken by Jesus Christ so we don't have to endure it. You get a a symptom in your body, you say, thank you, Jesus, that you took this on the cross so I don't have to. Hallelujah. And fifth, confess who Christ is and who we are in him. And if you're not sure, then please call Freedom's Way. (laughs) We will help you discover who Christ is and who you are in him. Hallelujah. He is our wisdom, our righteousness, our sanctification, our redemption, our glory. We are created to be his glory in the earth. Hallelujah. So if you agree with the Lord in these scriptures, I invite you to pray this prayer with me out loud so that all of heaven and hell will know where you stand with the Lord. As for me and my house, we choose life and not death, and we stand with the Lord. We will serve the Lord. Amen? Amen. So pray with me. Father God, God. thank you that faith is a gift of the Holy Spirit. Thank you that faith is a gift of the Holy Spirit. It is within me. And you are showing me how to develop faith. You are showing me how to develop faith. And how to use the gift of faith. faith. Forgive me, Father, for times. Forgive me, Father, for times. That I've been busy reasoning things out. Busy reasoning things out. Rather than simply believing your word is true. Rather than simply believing your word is true. And acting on your word. Acting on your word. Lord, I don't want my heart to be hardened. Lord, I do not want my heart to be hardened. Through the unbelief that comes from reasoning. That comes from reasoning. In my own mind. Help me perceive in the spirit. Help me perceive in the spirit. In even greater measure than before. Even greater measure than before. 
Forgive me, Father God. Forgive me, Father God. For bowing my confessions to the laws of death. Bowing my confessions to the laws of death. Rather than confessing the law of faith. The law of love. I declare. I do not want to compromise my faith. Do not want to compromise my faith. I will not compromise your word. Will not compromise your word. To the best of my ability and with your help. Give me faith-filled confessions, Lord. Which come from your word. Which come from your word. Through my heart. And out of my mouth. Thank you, Father, that I am your workmanship. Father, that I am your workmanship. Created to be straight. Created to be straight. Level. Level. Right. Right. Happy. Happy. And honest. Made by your design. To go forward and prosper. Thank you that I have an intimate connection. Thank you that I have an intimate connection to the force of faith in the spirit. The force of faith in the spirit. That force which dominates. That force which dominates and destroys the works of hell on earth. Destroys the works of hell on earth. And thank you that my faith-filled words. Thank you that my faith-filled words activate angels. Activate angels. Father God. Father God. I confess the absolute lordship of Jesus Christ. Father God, I confess the absolute. Lordship of Jesus Christ. Over my life and uh, over the world. Over my life and over the world. I confess. I confess. I have no care or worry. I have no care or worry. I have no lack or want in my life. I have no lack or want in my life. Because you are taking care of me. Because you are taking care of me. I confess. I confess. That every sin and sickness. Every sin and sickness. Every disease, sorrow, and grief. Every disease, sorrow, and grief. Was laid upon Jesus Christ our Lord. Laid upon Jesus Christ our Lord. And none of these things has place in me. None of these things have place in me. I confess that I am who you say I am. I confess that I am who you say I am. I have the wisdom of Christ. I have the wisdom of Christ. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am sanctified. I am sanctified. And redeemed. And redeemed. Because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Free me now, Lord God. Free me now, Lord God. From all doubt and unbelief. From all doubt and unbelief. 
As I yield these confessions, as I yield these confessions and my life, and my life to, you, to you, I repent to you, Lord. I repent to you, Lord. For any time that I have compromised my faith, for any time that I have compromised my faith, I repent to you, Lord. I repent to you, Lord. For denying the law of faith and love. For denying the law of faith and love. I repent to you, Lord. Repent to you, Lord. For not acting on your word. For not acting on your word. And for allowing myself. And for allowing myself. To reason things out. The reason things out. Instead of simply believing. Instead of simply believing. I receive your forgiveness. I receive your forgiveness. And I forgive myself. I forgive myself. Hallelujah. I am going to go ahead now and just pray a little prayer of deliverance over you. Um, if you yawn or cough or sneeze, don't be surprised. It's just, it's just some unclean thing trying to distract you. So in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the power of the Holy Spirit, I speak to that spirit of reasoning, human reasoning, any unclean reasoning, any ungodly reasoning from a spirit guide, I speak to you now and I cast you out. I speak to any spirit of compromise, any spirit of denial, of faith and love, I cast you out. I send every one of you into the pit. That burning coals fall on you and you cannot rise again. And I speak to any spirits of doubt and unbelief. You have no place in God's people. I command you to come up and out from every cell in their bodies and I send you into the consuming fire of the living God. In Jesus' name. And Father, I ask you now that in any place where these spirits have been, that you fill that place with more of you. Every fruit of your Holy Spirit Love, joy, peace, patience, faith, gentleness, goodness, meekness, self-control. Fill us up, Lord. Fill us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. If you have a comment or a question, you can push the star six keys if you're on this live conference. The star six key on your telephone keypad, and we will be able to hear you. Star six unmute your phone. Again, while uh, anyone is unmuting, anybody that wants to join us on these live conferences, please, uh, uh, Monday nights. 
and Friday nights at 8.30 p.m. Dial 605-475-2090. Your access code is 373-363-POUND. Hallelujah. Anybody got a comment? I have a question. Okay. Okay. The second confession about we do not have a care, and I just want to make sure I'm clear on this, um, that it's the word care. Are we talking uh, in the manner of, like, it being used in a certain manner? Or, like, if, like for example, if you say I'm a caring person or, I, you know, I care about how somebody feels. No, we're not talking about compassion. We're okay. talking about right. we're talking about worry. Thank you, Alicia, for clearing okay. that. Okay, I figured. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, it doesn't have to do with our compassion for people. Of course, okay. we are caring people toward God and toward one another. Yes. Okay. More, more just in the sense of wor- a worry type care. Right. Being right. taking care, being careful. You know. Okay. Having, you know, I'm worried about this. Uh, whatever. Yeah. No, we don't. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you so much, Vicki and Phil. This was really so nice. So what a blessing. Oh, thank you. God bless you. Thank you for all your prayers and love and support. Amen, sister. (laughs) (laughs) God is good. God is good. And, you know, these are just going to get better. I mean... The more we learn about faith, the more we absorb it and the more we're able to walk in it and move in it and live in it and enjoy it. Hallelujah. Amen. This was awesome tonight. I'm so glad I was here. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Claudia. I'm glad I was here. I was glad you were here, too. <laughs> it was wonderful. Thank you. Thank you and Phil. Amen. And we will be back here again Friday night with the same word. So, you know, mm-hmm. read the word. Okay, read the number. Thank you. See you in the morning. <laughs> yep. Good night. Yes, for those That's- who don't know, we do have this um, teleconference line every weekday morning at 7.15. All right. Thank you, brothers and sisters. Thanks for the prayers. We cast it all upon you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We give all our cares to you. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you for taking care of us always. Amen. Yes, Amen. ma'am. Hallelujah. Thank you, brother and sister. Good night, Mitch. Good night, Mitch. Bye.
And we are going to pray into the day, I mean, into the night. Um, Phil is going to give us the briefly benediction. Does anybody else have something else to say before we do that? Hey, Vicki, it's Queen. Thank you. Just wanted to say thank you also. Great message. Thank you, Lisa and Queen. I did did hear you. Yeah, this is really good. Okay, super. Super, thank you. And I heard Rick. Could I get a playback of this, Vicki, or is this going to be on the Spotify? I can do both. If you want to text me, um, I think you have my number. If you want to text yeah. me and ask for the playback, I will give you okay. a playback number that you can call and listen anytime. Okay. Yeah, this one, this was great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. God bless you. Bless you. Okay. Um, anybody else? And then I'm going to ask that you mute your phones for just a couple minutes for Phil to bless you. Father, we just thank you for this time in your word tonight. We thank you that your anointing is on your word, and we are blessed to receive. Thank you, Lord, that you that your word has blessed everyone, has blessed all the hearers, and has helped them to grow in you, become free in you, and to enjoy the benefits of your salvation, which are many. Father, we just ask that you bring more people to get to know more things that they can enjoy in you. So, Lord. You are good to us. We're appreciated. We we appreciate it. We bow the knee. We say you are Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Thank you for in you we can do all things. So, Lord, with your permission, I will bless your people as Aaron, the pre the high priest of Israel, blessed the people of Israel. In Numbers, the sixth chapter, it's called the Aaronic Benediction. I will do it in Hebrew and English. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord lift his face unto you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift his countenance unto you and give you shalom, give you peace. 
And I add in Yeshem Yeshua, in the name of Jesus, who is our Sar Shalom, our Prince of Peace. Thank you, Lord, for your peace that passes all understanding. Thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with that. Thank you for your blessing. As we turn it back to you in praise, thank you that you encamp your angels around all your people tonight, all your joyful hearers, that they're blessed in their deed and blessed in their doing, blessed in their coming and going this week, that they have a fantastic week full of joy, full of prosperity and success. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for all your benefits as we bow the knee and give you all the honor and all the praise in the mighty name of Yeshua, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Amen.